What's up, everybody? This is John Mark. This is Anna. And this is No Turning Back. ready to get this on the road i am ready to get this on the road all right what subject are we talking about today what is love Ooh. what is love john well do you want me to give you the dif- the dictionary definition oh please do <laughs> okay the, dic- the dictionary definition this is the miriam webster dic- definition of love is one, a strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties. Two, attraction based on sexual desire, affection and tenderness felt by lovers. Three, affection based on admiration, benevolence or common interests. Could be an assurance of affection, could be warm attachment, enthusiasm or devotion. Could be the object of attachment, devotion, or admiration, a beloved person. It could be an unselfish and loyal, unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of another, such as the fatherly concern of God for humankind, a brotherly concern for others, a person's adoration of God. It could be a god, such as Cupid or Eros, or personification of love, et cetera, et cetera. they, They have many definitions of the word love. One thing that really just catches my attention is that one of the definitions that they give in the dictionary is an unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of another, such as the fatherly concern of God for humankind. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about love. What do you think about it, Tyler? Um, so the first thing that came to my mind about what is love is the dictionary definition, like you said, and it just made me think of, well, what do I do when I say love, when I use the word love? Um, and this is, this is me for sure. Um, I feel like we toss the word love around a little too much. <laughs> yeah. um, we use it, we use it with just about anything. You know, I love cookies. I love sports. I love movies. Oh, I love your new home etc etc to me we use the word love a lot because it makes us feel good i mean i mean we are created to love that's what we were created to love um it's in our nature i think that's amazing that we're created that's what we're created for is to love others and to live like christ um when it comes to defining love uh biblically we we almost have it down but to put into perspective the way god defines it um the verse i had in mind was uh that i found was first corinthians chapter 13 4 through 7 and it says love is patient this is a popular verse love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It's like preaching to the choir here almost. (laughs) Um, It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always preserves. Um, And that's just so much to me. It's a lot to take in. For me, um, let's see, I wrote, I wrote down here is a, a question here. Has anyone ever experienced any of these things? Have we felt boastful? Have we felt proud? Self-seeking, easily angered, keeps no records of wrongs. I was listening to our uh, last podcast today, <laughs> actually, 
Um, and I had mentioned that one thing that I, I'm trying to work on myself and my growth is getting even. Yeah. Uh, and what this one say keeps no records of wrongs. So my question was, has any has any of y'all ever experienced any of these things? And my answer was, I think everybody has. And yeah. I wanted to read the summary real quick, and I'll jump back to you. Because it just, I don't know, this this is a really good topic that, that touches my heart for sure. It says, um, many people define love as an emotion and then just stop there. But Paul defined love as a commitment to act in a certain way towards others. We may not be able to conjure up the emotions and feelings of love, but we can certainly practice the behaviors he listed in these verses. The apostle knew that when we behave in loving ways, feelings of love soon follow. Yeah, that is absolutely true. I, I agree with that completely. So one thing that I like to do whenever I'm studying in the word of God, I like to find meanings of words. And the Bible actually uses about three or four different forms of love. There are four, three or four different types of love in the Bible. And or three, three of them at least. So there's a philia love, which is brotherly love or love of friends and equals. There's a storge love, which is storge, storge. I'm not sure how to pronounce that word. Love, which is love for parents of parents towards their children there's eros which is the passionate love which is the one that is most commonly referred to when we talk about love and then there's the agape love which that is the unconditional love so tyler in the passage that you read in first corinthians 13 do you know which one of those loves it was it was talking about it was referring to agape you got it agape love right which is the yes. unconditional love. It's the love of mankind. It's the love that God shows toward us. It's also the love that God expects for us to show towards others, which that's not something easy to do. I've always figured the Eros type love, the, the, the erotic, the passionate, the sexual type love is, that one is kind of more emotional. That one is more based on emotions. There's the Philia love, which is the love of friends and equals, which again is also kind of emotionally based. That's the kind of love that says, hey, you're my friend, but you do me wrong, we ain't gonna be friends no more. It's conditional on friendship with someone else, with whether or not that person is kind to you and vice versa. There's Almost like a contract. Yeah, there's, there's the love of parents for children, which I think mimics very much the, the agape love, which is the unconditional love. But the unconditional love, the agape love that God gives us, that one is just, that's one that they don't refer to much as an, such as an, as an emotion. That one is more a decision it's acted is one that says you know what i'm going to love you regardless no matter what and this is why i think this the story and the and the agape love can kind of be interchanged to an extent because a parent is going to love their children no matter what and God loves us no matter what. And you actually stole the passage I was going to talk about today. Oh, I'm sorry. Say, but um, I can just bring my favorite verse back up. I borrowed it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. There we have the agape love. Mm -hmm. And Honestly, I, I agree with you that it is more, love today is more emotionally based. We don't understand how profound, how deep love truly is. 
I find myself saying it all the time. You know, if I go somewhere, you know, I, I feel really excited about something or I feel, you know, I don't know, happy towards something. I'll say, oh, man, I love that. Yeah. You know, that's so cool. I love that. That's, that's amazing. I love that the Cowboys won this Sunday. You know, <laughs> but do I, you know, do I like it or do I love it? You know. Yeah. Love is a hard word to figure out. You know, nowadays we have so much of of this love is love stuff going on. And I do think that we've gone, we've, we've, what's the right word? We've twisted love to be however we want it to be. And we're no longer using love in the sense that it should be used. And, and this is the thing. We say, I love, I love you as a person, but I don't agree with you. And they say, well, then you don't love me. And, and again, we just, we've, let me reread one of the different definitions. And again, this is from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. An unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of others. So love doesn't only mean that we're going to act to accept everybody for no matter what they're going, what they're doing, how their lifestyle are. No, that doesn't mean that. I love you as a person. I don't have to agree with you. As a Christian, I love you as a person. I don't have to agree with you. And as a Christian, my responsibility is to share the word of God. To share that in God, there's salvation and eternal life. I feel like today we're going to be stepping on toes. Oh, boy. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And, and, and like I said, I, I, mean, I mean, you both, I mean, it's not like, I mean, you both are guilty of it, too, you know, and it's, I feel like that's why it's easiest for us to talk about because, you know, we're not perfect and we've used love as um, not meaning love, you know. Um, but, you know, I think, and you kind of talked about earlier about agape love, but, um, I think God's actions also show us what love is. Um, another verse I pulled up, which I hope I didn't steal this one from you too. I like to use the word borrow, but, um, I hope I didn't borrow this from you, <laughs> uh, but it's a uh, first John chapter four, seven through 10. Do you have that one? No, I did not, but that is a good passage. Oh, knew it. Okay. Uh, so uh, it says, yeah, it says, dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Love comes from God. This is me preaching to myself right here for sure. Um, everyone who loves us, everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed us his love. He sent this, he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And man, there's a word that really, that really popped popped uh, in into my head when I was reading that was sacrifice, mm. sacrificial love. That is, I mean, that has agape written all over it. Sacrificial oh. love. Um, I wrote down the people in our lives that we truly love personally. The people in our lives that we truly love, my family, maybe our friends. We'll sacrifice anything for them. There's nothing we wouldn't do for the people that we love. Yeah. Likewise, um, there is nothing our Lord and Savior wouldn't do for us. Um, actually, he loves us so much, he willingly sacrificed his only son. Well, there's that word again, sacrifice. So we could freely live. We could freely live for him and have a relationship with him. 
And guess what? He doesn't expect any. He doesn't. He doesn't expect anything in return. He wants us to want. He wants us to want to live like Christ and follow mm -hmm. Him. So no matter where you are in your life, I guess I'm preaching to myself too here. <laughs> no matter where. So no matter where you are in your life, you already have the key to those chains. So you don't have to fight because He fought for you because He loved you. Yeah. Absolutely. And man, we start looking up the word love in the Bible. You can find hundreds and hundreds mm -hmm. of verses and references of the word love. Yeah. I want to absolutely. go back to, to the passage that you were sharing in 1 Corinthians 13. Okay. Mm -hmm. so let's talk about that a little bit because it goes and gives an entire definition of what is love. And I want you to go ahead and read that passage real quick. You want me to read it, you said? Yeah. I would be glad to. Um, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always preserves. All right. So let's let's break this down a little bit. What was the first? What was the first categories of that? Of 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 the definition of love uh something i need to practice patience <laughs> patience so, love is patient i agree with you so much on there that it's hard to be patient sometimes for sure and you know the greek word used in that passage for patience is macrothumio which means to not lose heart, to persevere patiently and bravely in enduring misfortune and trouble, to be patient, enduring the offenses and injuries of others, and being slow to anger. <laughs> wow. What a fun definition, isn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't use the word fun, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very inter interesting definition. The Greek word means to not lose heart, to be brave. Have you ever made that connection that being brave requires a bit of patience? Nope. Yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> if you want honesty. You know, um, I can say I'm guilty, for instance, you know, like almost every day, Abby, she's an amazing cook. She's an amazing cook. And she'll ask me, what, what do you want for dinner? I need to get better at what I say, but you know what I always say? What? Whatever's the quickest, <laughs> whatever's <laughs> the quickest to make. Yeah. She goes, like, even, even if it's better, if it takes longer and it tastes better, I'm like, what can we put in the microwave? Right. We'll get out in five minutes you know right so we live in a microwave world exactly and there's we we no matter how what way we look at it we live in a microwave world and we want things quick we want things done quickly we want results right now mm -hmm. you know at work i was recently i recently just this last week was was promoted to being a supervisor at work and I give thanks to God for that and it just so happens that in this month I'm also coming up to one year to my one year anniversary of starting at this job where I'm at now and so that's just that's awesome but beside the point so I had someone call because they were wanting a certain bus and I told them well that bus just passed and I said, well, when's the, they said, when's the next bus going to be here? Well, I said, it's not going to be there until about an hour and a half. 
I said, well, can you get one over here any faster? And I said, well, they have a schedule they have to keep. And they can't, they can't go out of their schedule, outside their schedule, just to pick you up. Because that's going to set them behind. And that's not going to look good on the driver. We can't do that. And that person didn't like that response. He wanted his way right then. And we have a tendency of doing that. And we have a tendency of saying, God, I want things done my way right now. Sometimes God has us, has us wait because he wants us to learn the importance of patience. And I think that is, patience is definitely one of the key things in love. We want to show love. We got to show patience. I guarantee yeah. you, Tyler, you've, there are things that, you, that your wife does that you don't like. And vice versa, there are things that you do that your wife doesn't like. But, sure. <laughs> but you're working on being patient with her and she's working be on being patient with you. I can mm -hmm. say with my wife, I know there are things that I do that my wife doesn't like. And there are things that she does that I don't like. But I have to work on being patient with her because I love her. So patience is very important in love. You know, um, so Abby's dad actually this last Sunday preached about love and his, his the title of his sermon was love. It's that simple. <laughs> Which is pretty like cool. It. But um, yeah, was like, he, he had a really good word. But one thing he says that he tried he tried to do as his family has not been brought to me because I'm part of the family now, right? Yeah. Super cool to be a part of the thing. Anyways, um, he, he, I'm trying to say this correctly, he created uh, basically an accountability system in the family because he noticed it himself that he was not being loving at times. Um, and he said, if there's, we should keep each other accountable. So, what we need to do from now on is if there's something that you see me doing, just tell me, hey, that's not loving. I don't mean that in a mean way. I don't mean that in a judgmental way. But hey, I just want, I'm just letting you know because I love you. Hey, that's not loving. Yeah. And I tell you, they've been overusing that like crazy, especially with me. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. But it's true because. There's just so many things that we do that isn't loving. It's not like it's not Christ-like. Yeah. And we, we're so used to doing it, we don't even know that we're doing it, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And but but that is a good a good practice to start, you know. I know I've I have a tendency of sometimes not being as loving as I should be. And I think if we're honest, we're all like that. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, are you about to say something? Oh, <laughs> oh man, I, I just keep thinking of a bunch of stuff. Um, so I went to a, uh, a men's pursuit, the pursuit that I was telling you about. And I was serving in this pursuit and I ran into this guy. He, he's older, you know, he's more experienced, you know, in, in marriage and stuff than I am. And I'd always tell him, I said, man, me and Abby's marriage is great. It's really good. But there's sometimes that we butt heads, you know, but, you know, it's really good. Our marriage is really good. And I said, there's just some times that I get confused on why you know, as, as the, the man in the relationship, is it something that if I don't agree with something, since I'm the leader in the relationship, do I need to put a foot down? Do I need to not be loving for a little bit to show that this is where kind of the expectations are? This is what we, I don't know. Uh, and I said, or is it something to where no matter what, you're always humble and you're always loving? And honestly, I, I mean, it, it sounds super easy, but honestly, like, I don't know, because I, I still love her, but, you know, I basically be a yes man and be a pushover is the way I was seeing it, or kind of just be the man in the relationship and be the leader, 
uh, there's different kinds of leaders. And he said, no, Tara, let me tell you a secret. Everybody in this podcast is going to hear a secret right now. Let me tell you a secret that I had to do with my wife. It's the same talking to me. I had to do with my wife. And I mean, she used to yell at me all the time and, and jump on me. And, and I did this. I started doing this. And it changed our whole marriage, changed our family, changed our grandkids, everything. He said, I loved her. But it's not just love. It's I served her. I loved her so much that I served her. So even if she was in a, even if she was upset, she had a bad day. Even if she was throwing rocks at me just because she was having a bad day. I just took it because I love her. And he said that I took it so much, that humility that I talk about. That's what I was telling him. Was like I want to practice humility, and I practice. He said I practice that so much. He said all I do if she yells at me, I lay down, not physically lay down, but I just lay it down. And now I've done it for so much. Guess what? She lays down right next to me, and we fight these battles together now, not with each other, but we fight that spiritual battle together. I was like, wow. He said, that's what you got to do. Love, really love. So I think right there, he just gave a very clean, very clear example of showing love and patience. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, let's be honest. I've known so many people who you do something that they don't like. They get mad at you. They say, you are a very intolerant person. You're not, you've offended me. We live in the cancel culture today. And they say, you offended me. So you're done. That, that's it. No. And they don't care if it's true. You offended them. So you're automatically in the wrong. And this is the thing. We have to show love. We have to be patient. Yes. Love yep. sometimes requires for us to do hard things. For example, in the love of parents towards their children, Children aren't always going to do what they're supposed to do. So it's the parent's job to discipline their children, to correct their child when they're doing wrong. That's not easy. It's it's never easy to have to correct your child because you want your child to be perfect. I want my child to be perfect. But he's not. I'm not perfect either. But because I love my son, I'm going to correct him when I see he's doing wrong. Because I want him to be a good person. I want him to be a good citizen. And sometimes I'm the one that's in the wrong. And so when I'm in the wrong, I have to learn to say, oh, okay. I have to go apologize. Mm-hmm. And that's not You got to sacrifice that impatience. <laughs> yes. Sacrifice, sacrifice that impatience. <laughs> and as, as, you, as your friend said, the best way to do that is to just turn it over to God. And, you know, turning things over to God, you know what that requires, dude? Patience. (laughs) Patience, for one thing, but it requires a lot of trust in God. For sure. Yeah, that's good. It requires us trusting that God knows what's best for us, that God knows what he's doing, and that we just have to wait for him to do what he does best. I'm telling you, man, love is, it's a deep subject. And we just, we're probably just going to barely cover the surface. We're barely going to scratch the surface, if I'm honest. Another thing that patience does for us, talking, talking about love. So love is patient. And patience requires for us to be strong, courageous. It requires us to trust in God, to trust that God knows what's best because he sees everything. And it requires the importance to show that patience. It it means that we have to show and understand the importance of patience and apply that to our lives. I'm sorry, not the importance of patience, the importance of forgiveness to apply that to our lives. Have you ever thought that Love requires a lot of forgiveness. Hmm. Can I throw a verse at you with that? Go for it. 
to roll right with that. Um, uh, I can find it. Matthew 5, 43. I'm just going to go all the way here. 43 through 48. Love your enemies. Ooh. Wake up and smell the roses, people. Think of your, the person that in your the person in your head that you cannot stand the most. God tells you to love that person. Regardless, there's no and, and I can say this because I'm I'm guilt I'm guilty of it too. Regardless what they've done, no matter what they've done. We have to be we have to be Christ-like. We have to love them. That's what the Bible says. And it says right here, I'm just gonna go ahead and read it real quick. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of the your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. And sends rain on the righteous and, and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? That kind of dug deep to me. <laughs> uh, and if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even, I may mispronounce this, do not even pagans do that? Be perfect. Man. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Wow. There's no, no buts. Yeah, there are no buts in there. And so Christ was giving this, was talking about all of this to his disciples, to those who were listening to him. And at that time, so Moses had given a law saying that, if someone did you wrong, you had the right to wrong them back. It was the eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And so Jesus comes in and says, hey, you know what? This, this old law, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Because let me tell you, and I, I could just, just imagine being in, being in Jesus' mind. He doesn't say anything of this to, to the people who are listening to him. But he's just thinking, okay, just I know that you're going to be crucifying me. I know that here very soon you are all going to be out there saying, crucify him, crucify him. Give us Barabbas and crucify Jesus. I can just imagine Jesus out there thinking about all of this. And he says, you know what, guys? Don't repay evil for evil. Love your enemies. I can just think of Jesus thinking, well, yeah, if I were to repay them for what they're going to be doing to me, the whole world is going to die. Yeah, I kind of make me think. Die physically, they're going to die eternally in hell. Yeah. That kind of made me think, kind of reversely, is how I said, well, Think of the person that has hurt you the most or that you just can't stand the most and love them. It makes me think of, think of the worst thing that I've done. Think of the worst thing that you've done. And Christ loved you to save you. Yeah. He knew you were going to do that. And he still says, I love you. Look yeah. We're saying. Not that we're saying he's your enemy or anything, but like he just think, you know, there's things that we do selfishly that I mean, there's things that myself included or anybody would do that, that people would think the worst of. But Christ still says, hey, that's OK. Just repent because I love you. I already died for you. I love you. Yeah, absolutely. And. It is just it is just incredible to think about that. One of my favorite passages is actually during the time when Christ is being crucified. And, and I can just imagine him hanging there on the cross and he looks and he sees he looks out and he sees this multitude of people just mocking him, making fun of him. And then he just looks up to heaven. 
up to his, to his heavenly father, to God, and says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And when you think about love, just, okay, Christ saw his enemies face to face, standing at the foot of the cross, mocking him, openly rejecting him. And he looks, he turns around, and instead of saying, God, come protect your child, come protect your son, he says, Father, forgive them. Love shows the importance of forgiveness. In the world we live in today, that's, that's something hard as well. We don't, we don't want to admit when we're in the wrong. We don't want to offer others forgiveness, nor do we want to, well, we want to be offered forgiveness, but we don't want to offer forgiveness towards others. And yet we say we show love. I say we so I can include myself in there because I'm guilty of that as well. For sure. Man, if we keep on, let's go back over to, to 1 Corinthians 13 real quick. Because we can keep good on. One. Do what? So that's a good one. <laughs> yes, sir. 1 Corinthians 13. 13. Love is patient and kind. You know, in the, in the Spanish, that word kind is benigno, which translates literally to English as benign, which I think is kind of fun. It's, it's a cool, it's a good word to use. It's a very adequate word. If you look up the word benign in the dictionary, we'll get this. Benign, of, of a mild type of character, or of a mild type or character that does not threaten health or life, having no significant effects, of a gentle disposition, showing kindness, and gentleness benign it's not harmful and that brings me to another thought you know many times we tell people something and, and i know i'm guilty of this doing this a lot someone will do something to me that just gets under my skin and i'll show i'll shoot back at that person and just say something completely rude to them it might be true but it's i'm saying it out of rudeness And you know, the Bible says we're supposed to speak the truth in love. Well, if I'm being rude and I'm being vengeful and telling the truth to someone, am I speaking the truth in love? Am I showing love to that person? No, I'm showing hate. I'm showing malice. I'm not showing kindness. I'm not showing forgiveness. I'm certainly not showing patience. For sure. Yeah, one thing uh, that I've been working on too is... Um, you hear me say that a lot. <laughs> One thing I've been working on, what I've been working on too, is uh, so me uh, in negative situations, if people do me wrong or anything like that, I'm not a, I'm not a physical person to want to harm them physically. But boy, you know, if you practice it enough, you get good at it. Is little comments, <laughs> especially if you know someone, and yeah. you know what hurts them, you know what makes them tick. And all you know that if you say one little word, or if you throw, if you make it sound like you're written, just talking normal and you throw one little comment in there, a word, kind of like a, a, you know, I say a dust, dust in the wind or whatever, um, then you know it's going to hurt them. And all you say was, well, um, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't, I was just saying it like this. No common words like you said when you say that they say uh, vengeful vengeful you get on your guard and they and i use this word a lot choose you choose to not love there's not a, there's not everybody listen to this we don't have we never are forced to not love we always choose are you going to choose love or are you going to choose because it is a choice are you going to choose to hurt that person yeah, like I said, I th I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to be stepping on some toes today, but sure. I believe it's more important. I believe it's more important to share the word of God, share what God's word says about love, than to worry about what others are going to think about us. Mm -hmm. 
man, if people could just, if we could just know God's love, if we could just jump into his word and see how much God loves us. And that sometimes does require for God to, for God to bring about chastisement or what's another word or punishment. Yeah. You know, one thing that comes to my mind. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say one thing that comes to my mind is um, really you say love towards your enemies. um, Sometimes yourself is your biggest enemy. (laughs) I can preach that too. Sometimes yourself is your biggest enemy. And once you let the enemy get in your head that, which this has happened to me, let the enemy get in your head, say, oh, you're not good enough. You did this. God's not going to love you for that. There's no way there's not there's no way that you know christ did this for you and you come and do this you expect him to love you there's a song that uh i I screenshot the lyrics here it's a country song and it goes so well i just gotta add that's perfect um so well that our topic and it's george Strait, and it's king george and it says the song is love without end amen you heard that song I don't think I have. Oh, it's a great song. Well, anyways, uh, kind of towards the end of the the song, I don't know what the word is for it, because there's like the chorus, and then there's the bridge, and I think it's the bridge, kind of like the end of the song almost. And it said, last night I dreamed I died and stood outside those pearly gates, when suddenly I realized there must be some mistake. If they known half the things I've done, they'd never let me in. And then somewhere from the other side, I heard these words again. And then the chorus says, and he he said, let me tell you a secret about a father's love, a secret that my daddy said was just between us. He said, daddies don't just love their children every now and then. It's a love without end. Amen. It's a good song. But that made me think of, it goes well with what we're talking about. Yeah. And, and man, I, like I said, we we have distorted love so much nowadays where love no longer means what it should mean. I mean, if we're, we're looking, if, if we look at 1 Corinthians 13, which is what we've been doing, we're looking at what love implies. You want to show love, that means you have to show patience. You want to show love, that means you have to show forgiveness. Yeah. You want to show love, that means you have to be kind. You want to show love, it means you have to be humble. Yeah, there's no, there's no way, there is no way or a secret passage around that. There's this verse that's also in the same, I think it's 1 John 4. This one's 19 through 21, looks like. It says, and listen carefully. <laughs> We love because he loved us first. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister, that's anybody, yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. The Bible makes it perfectly clear, man. I mean, no matter yeah. what, what topic it is, it, it's not, well, I don't understand that. I mean, it makes it word for word clear of what we got to do. Absolutely, man. And man, I think we could go all night just talking about love, the depths of the depth of God's love, what love means, what love implies, what love requires from us. Yeah. And one thing I think is interesting the word love is both a noun and a verb. Think about that, okay? Love is both a noun and a verb. When it's a noun, it's a strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties. When it's a verb or when it's when it's when it's a noun, it's unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of others. When it's a verb, it's to like 
or desire actively to take pleasure in. And I like to think of it like that. Love is a verb. It is something, it's not something that we can just throw around every once in a while. It's something that we have to work on constantly. It's something that we have to show others constantly. Tyler, if you were to, would, would Abby like it if you were to tell her that you loved her on your wedding day and then never tell her that you love her after that? Definitely not. I know my wife wouldn't like that either. Definitely not. But it could also just become something meaningless if you just go up to her all the time and say, hey, I love you. I know my, my wife, she likes for me to tell her that I love her, and I do tell her that. But she also likes for me to do things for her, to show her that I love her. Yep. And I think love can't be stagnant. It's like faith. It can't just be there without doing anything. If you say you have faith, you're going to move in that faith. Yeah. Tyler, yeah they, you, trust, uh, you trust that your huh? truck is going to get you from your house to work every day. Yes. That's faith. I trust that the chair I'm sitting on right now is going to keep me from hitting the ground. That's faith. Yeah. I trust that when Christ said he saved me and offered me and gave me eternal life, that that's what he's given me. That's faith. And love, I believe, has to do, the same thing has to be done. It has to be constantly shown. Why are we kind? Why are we patient? Why are we forgiving? Because we love God. That's the first thing. It's because we love God that we're all of this. Why do we deal with rejection from loved ones or from friends? Why do we take that and give that to God? Because we love God and we love those people. Why do we share that with, with everybody? That Why are we on this podcast? Because we love people. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Really... Um, uh, me and Abby had to take... Say, <laughs> say I had to... Uh, she got me to take the love language test and there's five love languages um, words of affirmation acts of service quality time gift giving um, um, physical touch and you know her her top one is acts of service and maybe her middle to last one is words of affirmation which that's my top one so that can be a problem sometimes, <laughs> but I know that now. So I, like, I get it, but that's kind of, that goes well with what you're saying because she's access. Her top one is acts of service. I could tell her I love her every day, but she would appreciate that for sure. But it means so much more to her. She sees the love when, when I, when I'm serving her, when I'm doing things to, to help her out or make her day easier to serve her that, that shows her love absolutely and you know i think with in the christian life words are fine words words are absolutely fine but many times people go by what they see so if they don't see us acting in a loving way if they don't see us acting in a way that is pleasing to God, if they don't see us being patient, if they don't see us being kind, how are they going to expect to know that we love them? Exactly. More importantly, God loves them. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, been a, that's been a lot of, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just real quick. That's been, a, that's been a lot of the reason why people are leaving the church, like newcomers that are leaving the church, because a lot of times the church leadership doesn't show that love yeah and they automatically boom why they're not christians they're not i don't see that love so i'm gonna leave that's not the right thing to do but that's why i feel like we as christians don't do that great of a job showing the love to others where they can see that yeah because we chase them away yeah and man i feel like we've been talking forever about love and I can't even tell you how long we've been talking right now. 
no part two coming. I think we are going to have a part two because I really do think we have so much more that we can talk about love, the depths of God's love. And I would for love sure. for us to go, there's the word love, would like for us to go more in depth, kind of study more on each one of those points that, or, or I call them aspects of love that is shown in 1 Corinthians 13. And I know we've covered, we, we've covered a lot about love today, but again, I really don't think we've hit the depth of God's love. And I don't think we ever will, man. God is good. God is good. He is very good all the time. And all the time. God is good. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, Tyler, it's been a pleasure to talk with you and visit with you today. To all our listeners out there, thank you for joining us. I hope what you've heard today has been a blessing for you. I hope that it's that it's encouraged you to seek to love God more, to learn more of the depth of God's love. And I want to encourage you to, we, we've been encouraging recently, and I haven't done this the last couple episodes, but I want to encourage you, if you have the Bible app on your phone, the YouVersion Bible app, there is an awesome reading plan on there. It's the Bible Recap with Charlie Cobble. Charlie Cobble, I always mispronounce her name, but there it is, the Bible Recap. It's not only is it a daily Bible devotion, or daily, daily Bible reading throughout the year, but it has an accompanying podcast with it. It's the Bible Recap. And you can find that on most, if not all, places where you can where you listen to podcasts. So I want to encourage you to do that. Dig into God's word. Find how much God loves us. Tyler, you have anything else you want to add? Um, no. <laughs> That's good, man. All I can say is love you, my brother. Love you too, my brother. And for all you listeners out there, thank you for listening and tune in next time.